0: Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. And welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. Joining me today is Norma Webb. Norma is a dear friend of mine that I've just met just a couple of years ago. And a lot of you know her. You just may not realize you know her. Um, Norma has joined us the last few years at Priority, and she has um, signed for us. So a lot of you guys have commented on just how beautiful the worship is, watching her do the um, interpretation. The ESL, not ESL. Um, Help me, Norma. I've got the wrong initials. ASL, 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 the American Sign Language. And it does. You just add so much value there. Um, But Norma, take a minute. Take a minute and tell the ladies a little bit about Norma, so that so that they can know who they're talking to today. Hi, ladies. I'm a wife.
1: I'm a grandmother. I'm a precept study leader or a Bible study leader, and I've been doing it for over 20 years. I simply love to get in and dig in and study the Word of God, and I think everybody should. And so I get a little excited about teaching the Word to other women so they can be as excited as I am about learning what God's Word has to say for us. That's
0: awesome. Norma, and and ladies, if you're listening, I met Norma because when, um, through priority, when we knew we wanted to do the um, ASL interpretation, and we knew that we wanted to, that we had an opportunity to reach that deaf community and connect them to discipleship, right, to to Jesus, to Bible study, to discipleship, and we thought there was a, a gap in that world, especially in our churches. That's how I met you, Norma, because I believe it was Jack Lucas had introduced me and said, hey, you need to meet this person, and you, I believe you had just retired um, at that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that, where you retired from, Norma, because you weren't just anybody that I discovered. I mean, it was like you were expert status and God had just brought you out of the workplace. Well, I
1: was praying and fasting one time about, uh, many years ago, about whether I should go back to college because I had seen sign language and just was fascinated with it. I had seen someone at my church signing a song. and I was fascinated. So I was praying and fasting and, and I have never prayed and fasted that God didn't just speak directly and give me an answer to what I was fasting about. And so that night I was praying and fasting at my church and I thought, well, I guess there's always a time when you don't hear from God. And I was ready to leave the church and I was pretty feeling pretty discouraged when a man came up to me and he said, you know that thing you do, talking about signing, he said uh, well, I'm going deaf. And he said, so I'll have to learn that someday. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's you know neat thing to learn and it's pretty easy to learn as far as I'm concerned and all that. And I'm walking out of the church and I'm like, well, there's your sign, you know, <laughs> God just spoke to you. So I went back to college when my kids were in high school and uh, took the interpreter program at John Logan College. And then I started working out in different fields. But the field that I felt like God wanted me in was school district And so for over 20 years, I worked with different students one-on-one so that they could be mainstreamed into the classroom, signing whatever the teacher said and what the other students said to them, and then, of course, voicing what they were answering. So, yes, I met you, and Jack had uh, just... uh, Become part of the IBSA. And he knew me because of my son who worked with him. And he knew I had just retired. And so he kind of made that uh, introduction. And said, hey, this lady signed. She just retired. She's been doing it for over 20-some years. And we got together. And I was so excited and honored that God wasn't finished with me Mm -hmm. in my sign language journey as an interpreter. And that something even bigger and better was waiting for me. What an honor to be able to interpret for two ladies at that first convention that uh, I was at. And what great speakers there were. Great music there was. Everything there was just a blessing, and to be a part of that just really excited me.
0: Mm, You are kind. You are kind, Norma. Can I just sit here? I don't even want to interview you. I just want you to talk, and I'm just sitting here, just taking notes and listening to it. And that's who she is, ladies. I mean, you you just you're just an encouragement to be around. And Norma, I know that that's because you've already referenced it because you know how to abide with Jesus. You're spending your time with Him, and um. I want to go back to something you said before we go any further in this conversation. You spoke with confidence. You said, you know, I was praying and fasting. And then you said, I was praying and fasting. And I was at the church praying and fasting. And then you were bold and you said this. And never, when I prayed and fast, had God not directly spoke to me. But this time, he just wasn't directly speaking to me. And then, of course, you went on to the story. But I want to go back. I don't want to just skip past that. Um, Because for a lot of us, I don't know that we practice that spiritual discipline often, ever. And just the way you said that with confidence, you could tell that that is a regular part of your arsenal that you grab, a a regular spiritual discipline that you grab and interject into your life at strategic times. So I don't want to just skip past that. If if somebody doesn't even know what fasting is or what that looks like, tell us a little bit about that. And then personally, I want to know what that looks like in your life, Norma. Well, uh, it's actually something that we did in our church.
1: And it was a day of prayer and fasting. We just called for a day of prayer and fasting because the Bible doesn't say if you fast, it says when you pray, when you fast. So it's expected of us. And like you said, it is a discipline that has been lost. So for me, I put away food for a 24 hour period. So I will start maybe after supper, you know, on a Tuesday, and I won't eat until supper the next day. Now, that doesn't mean I don't drink liquids and, and, you know, water and and, uh, keep myself healthy, but I put that away in order to obtain a closer relationship with the Lord. And Not only do I put that away, but I've found that in my life, personally, I have to put away media, and that means phones, TVs, computers. I shut out any voice that would be coming into me other than God's when I'm seeking him and asking him for an answer so that I know whenever he speaks And like I said, that gentleman spoke to me that night. You know, (laughs) it was someone that spoke into my life, but I don't allow outside distractions to bother me from what I'm focused on doing. So it's a a discipline indeed that we need to do and we need to take time to do to find out what is God saying. And, you know, you get into his word and you read it. And if you don't understand, you ask him, the Holy Spirit's our teacher and he will teach you and lead you through those scriptures and explain things to you that before you might have even missed, but it becomes that day a rhema word, which is a specific word for you and then answer to what you were asking for.
0: That is so good. Nora. That is so good. And I just, I couldn't skip over that because you said it with such confidence. And can I say, not a lot of folks speak about fasting. Just, I, I'm to say it's been like in the last year, year and a half, I don't remember who I was talking to, but I said, How many of us will call or we'll send a text and we'll say, Hey, will you pray for me? Or we've got those girlfriends that we can lean into and say, Will you pray? But I said, How many times have you called somebody up or somebody's called you up and said, Will you fast with me on this particular situation or this particular thing? Looking for that breakthrough, right? Because because you said it. There's something specifically when we when we when we pull that discipline, when we when we apply that discipline to our life we're seeking something. I mean, there's usually a specific reason that we activate that tool, for lack of better words, you know, of of fasting.
1: Yes, indeed. Indeed. Most, and like I said, my church just had a day of prayer and fasting. But that day of prayer and fasting, I knew what I wanted and needed to hear from God. I was seeking an answer from him if this was his will for me to go in this direction. So I knew that's what I was seeking and wanting to know, you know, are you going to provide for this if I decide to do this? You know, are you going to enable me to do this, to learn this? Because that wasn't the first time I went to college. You know, I went to college Mm -hmm. when I graduated from high school and I went into a totally different direction for a career in a field. But then I became a mother and a wife and a mother and I took care of my children and stayed home with them until they were grown up into high school age. And so I needed an answer that Mm -hmm. I knew was right uh, if this was the right decision to make. And, And God provided that answer.
0: That's really good. That's good. I remember a season, um, Norma, it's been several years ago when a dear friend of mine was going into the Easter season and we knew, we knew God was doing something in the lives of both of our husbands. We knew it was ministry related. We didn't know what, but we knew we didn't want to be we didn't want to be um, barriers to whatever God was doing in their lives. We also knew that whatever God was doing, that our lives were getting to become more separated. That you know we were good friends, had spent a lot of life together, but we knew there were changes on the horizon. And we entered into a time of fasting over a period of six weeks. We took a Wednesday. We said for the next six weeks on Wednesday, we knew how we was praying for each other. But it was just to be intentional to say, God, we want to be prepared at whatever you're bringing. But I will tell you, that's the first time I've ever had a partner to go after it intentionally. I can tell you, friend, looking back, God worked in our husband's lives. But I'm going to tell you, he worked in ours. You know, he worked in ours and God did take us different directions where we're still connected. But but a lot of our life doesn't cross paths on a daily, weekly, monthly, sometimes even yearly basis, you know, like it did. But I saw how that tool could work, you know, implementing the fasting that that I often will do that. Um, I'll I'll activate it in my own life now. But sometimes, normal when somebody will reach out to me also and say, "Carmen, will you pray with me on this?" Especially, not that I want to be generic about praying with somebody on something, but when I know that person's coming almost in desperation. You know, like, will you just join me? It's, it, their world's just breaking. I'll respond oftentimes, yes, I'm going to join you in prayer and fasting Um because I think it's a game changer. But it also, Norma, I'm not trying to set a bar. I'm not trying to holier person, but I think it teaches us something. You know what I'm saying? It's me saying, Norma, I'm going to do, I'm going to do more than just pray. I'm willing to take this out of my life for you to stand. in. Does, does that make sense? Right. And you may say I'm yep. thinking wrong, Norma, educate me. But but that's, that's how I'm learning to, to apply it in my own life too. And still don't apply it near as much as I should. Oh, I don't think any of us do. Uh, I think if we knew the power behind
1: it and really understood it, we would. And I do think that is a commitment because oftentimes we're like, yeah, I'll pray for you. And then next time you see them, you're like, did I pray for them? Mm -hmm. So if you say, I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to fast for you. This is how serious I'm taking this. I'm going to take away something that I enjoy and something that, you know, that we just expect every day to eat. And if we take that away and God sees how serious we are in our discipline of studying his word and looking for that answer, He is going to answer you. Mm. And I think that you're correct in saying, I will pray for you and I'm taking it so serious. I'm taking it to the next level that I'm going to fast for you as well. That's
0: good. That's good. Because you're right. We see that all throughout scripture. You know, it was, it was a time they call, you know, for a time of fasting and we see that in other religions, you know, that, that they practice fasting so regular, but you're right. I believe, I believe it is, it is a weapon that God's give us, you know, a discipline that he's give us for a reason that, that we've not, we, we don't regularly teach. We definitely don't practice, or can I say disciple people to, to even know what that is, you know, to apply it to their lives. So ladies, I had no plans on talking about fasting on this podcast with my friend, and look how God just unpacks these conversations, because I don't know about you guys if you're listening, but sometimes my ears hear something, and I just want to lean in to somebody that I think is more grounded than me. You know, it's been longer in the Word than me, and that's how we learn from each other. So I appreciate, Norma, you letting me pivot a little bit and, and just kind of go and unpack that some. What I want to do now is I want to continue on this discipleship topic for a little bit. We don't have a lot of time left, but you have been um, teaching the word for several years. And one of the things that obviously your your passion for the deaf community, because you see that as such an opportunity to get the word in their world. And one of the things that you and Jonathan Miller have taught me about the deaf community is that the fact that when, when you reach somebody, they'll bring their community. All we need to do yeah. is create a space and they bring they bring their friends, you know, and, um, and that just really opened my eyes to how um, we as a church don't have to be scared or think we can't have the resources to offer. You all have shown me tangible ways to make that happen. But for today's conversation, Norma, I really want to talk uh, um, broader about what God's doing in the church, um, in your life, especially through this pandemic. Because you said you love to teach women the word of God. You've been teaching Bible study for years. I know that you've been teaching online in a Zoom format for years also, both to a deaf and um, um, I don't know the right word, a non-deaf you know, community. But you've experienced growth. You've you've really seen growth and people connected to the church. And I want want you to tell us more about that. Well, we
1: had to uh, adjust to what was our new normal with this pandemic. And some people weren't comfortable meeting together. So I had Facebook Live and I just had the computer set in front of me as I talked to the people that were there, and then the people that wanted to stay at home where they felt safer, they could stay at home and do their study throughout the week, and then they could still catch the teaching part of it that I do, the leading part of it that I do. So we use that Facebook Live um, opportunity to reach out to those who didn't feel comfortable coming back together and meeting together. I have seen growth because What's happened in our little rural area is one lady would go and say, hey, I went to this Bible study and it was really good. And I want you to come with me. And she would bring another lady. And what you're talking about here is disciples discipling. Mm-hmm. And that's what we talk about in Matthew, where the great commission comes from, where we disciple or teach others to students what's in the Bible, and then they go and get excited about the Bible, and they want to tell their friends, mm-hmm. and so their friends then come in as well, so I have ladies from probably three different churches that come to the Bible study on Monday night that uh, we currently are meeting together again. And uh, we meet together and we just discuss what the word, what the lesson had to say for that week. And then we go away and we come back refreshed. But more than that, again, Carmen, Hmm. I go back. to We pray for one another. Mm -hmm. And we take seriously our commitment to pray for one another in that I will pass out cards at the beginning and say, put your name on there and your prayer request. And at the end, we trade those cards around because I'm going to tell you right now, you want to get into the word of God and you want to disciple somebody else. Satan is not going to be happy about it. (laughs) And so we pray for one another with what's going on in our lives, in our families, in our kids' lives and so on. Right now. I have two sons, uh, going back to a little personal thing, one is a preacher, and he's the one that was working with Jack before, so of course, he's discipling disciples, and then my other son, who is a coach, and a PE teacher, and a driver's ed teacher, is discipling, even in his job, Mm -hmm. but he's leading a group of ordinary men, and it's simply called Disciples Making Disciples, and it's such an exciting thing to see young people modeling what they've seen taught to them before and going out and making those disciples and just they get together for a year and study the word of God and they come away just changed. Uh, when you talk you just make it sound so easy and it is and- it's, it's, it's easy it's exciting It's fun. All of those things, when you get into the word of God and you do a word study and it just all of a sudden blows your mind, when you get into Genesis and you look at, there was light and darkness. And then on day four, he created the sun and you go, wait a minute, what was the light? You know, and you've got to go back and see that and you go, oh, I didn't see that when I first read it, you know? So the Bible Mm. and studying it, it's got exciting revelation for all of us.
0: Amen. Amen. And you've already said that, but or this earlier. We, we so many times put the pressure on us to be the teacher. holy spirits the teacher we just got to get people to the table get them to the table extend the invitation make room for them and and open that word right and be transparent and learn right along with them but uh, oh and there and there are tools you mentioned um precepts you have been trained there are tools to train people how to study but but it's it doesn't have to be so difficult sometimes i think we we get scared like oh i'm not the seminary graduate you know i'm not the theologian Like I said, it's just, can we just be common people and, and study and trust God to do what God can do?
1: Mm -hmm. That's so good. We definitely have to leave it in his hands. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to tell you one thing that I just thought of just popped in my mind when we were talking about leaving it in his hands, because some people have really said to me, I would take your class, but I don't want to do homework. And it just crushes something in my soul because I'm like, it's so exciting. It's so good. I want you to taste and see how good it is. But when they reject you, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting God. And you have to pray for those individuals that reject your offer. Because when you try to disciple somebody that doesn't want to be discipled, it's kind of tough. And you think, well, I did something wrong. I didn't do it right because they rejected me. They didn't reject you. They rejected God
0: and his word and his study. Mm. And, you know, once you've experienced it, right, it's like right. you're, you're hanging out with a person and that sounds so simple, but you're hanging out with a person. And I don't think that, you. I don't think people realize that until they've experienced it. So it's that we've got to keep inviting and making right. ways to the table and making sure that those tables are available. Um, and this goes back to what you said. It's so much easier when somebody who's excited about it invites people they know because right. they get to see your life and they get to see, you know, that just kind of bubbling out of you and Man, you're you're right. It just when when God does the revealing, and and I've learned that, Norma. You know, when I opened the Word in the morning, I sit there in a posture to expect to hear God. When I'm listening, if I go search out somebody that I want to listen to, I'm, I mean, I go into it. God, I'm I'm expecting to hear you talk to me, and yes. knowing. Knowing that, and this has been recent in my life, probably in the last eight years, to transfer all that responsibility off of my shoulders to God's and say, God, reveal yourself. So if it's more one of them quiet days that I'm maybe not hearing anything or nothing's jumping out, that's on God, not me. Because I know He will speak. He will He will speak when He wants me to hear. And it may be not what I'm reading right then. It may come through creation later. It may come through a song. But those dots will eventually connect because the Word of God is alive. It's a person. It's a person. Yeah. That yeah. is so good. That is so good. Ladies, if you're listening, I could just keep talking to Norma, but, but I want to remind you um, this, you're you're here an example of what we do in the community. We get to know each other, we share our stories with each other, we support each other, just like Norma um, has come alongside us at priority and you know and and made interpretation available to, to you guys so that you can invite in the deaf community in your area. Look what else God has her doing. You know, she wears a lot of different hats. But Norma is an example of an ordinary woman, just like you, just like me, that's serving this extraordinary God. And and she's part of this community, meaning you have access to her. That's what it means. Sometimes we try to do this alone. And I love to give this reminder, connect to the community. If you're not connected, um, you know, find us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. Follow us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women. Check us out on our website at IBS dot org backslash women for resources because we make this too hard sometimes and we're, we're missing out we're, mi- we're missing out when we do that norma as we wind down you've got an audience right there's ladies listening in speak a word in to encourage them and maybe extend a little bit of a challenge um based on some of what well what, just whatever what what would norma say in to encourage her to to spurs on. I don't, I don't know what's
1: going on in your life, but I do know that God knows. And it's not a surprise to him. And he will strengthen you. He will comfort you. He will be Jehovah Shalom, your peace. He will be your healer, Jehovah Rophe, your healer. He, he can meet you wherever you are, like he met the woman at the well. Whatever your need is, whether it's a, a prodigal child, whether it's financial, he's, he's a provider, Jehovah Jireh, and he will meet you wherever you are. And I can promise you that because he's done it for me. Mm. So that's what I want to tell you and leave you with. I don't know where you're at, but God does. And if you seek him and seek his face, he's got the answer.
0: That's good. That's good. Norma, I mentioned that I would put your contact in the episode notes. If a woman wanted to reach out, maybe they're not part of a small group. Maybe Maybe they'd like to... Just talk to you further and say, what does it look like to study? Or you mentioned this precepts. Are you willing to have that discussion with them? Oh, definitely. I would be most excited to
1: have that discussion with anybody that wants to reach out to me. Mm -hmm. Because uh, it's disciples making disciples. And I would love to talk to you about my journey and the studies that I have done and experienced and what it means to me and what it can mean to you as well, because the Bible is living and active and sharper than a double-edged sword. It is, it's going to say something to you when you need it the most.
0: Amen, amen. Thank you, Norma all right ladies don't you get excited when you hear folks just talk about that and and norma is just a jewel so we appreciate you friend thanks for sharing your time with us ladies check out those episode notes um and and again if you heard something here and you want to go further in the conversation reach out to norma reach out to me But um, but but I want to end with this. Don't miss what she talked about the spiritual discipline of fasting, you know, Bible study, prayer, fasting. And I would challenge you um, um, if you've never fast, um, read up on a little bit this, you know, this week. Um, If you haven't, it's been a while. I would challenge you maybe schedule a time of fasting maybe consider next time you want somebody to pray with you or somebody ask you to pray with them to work that in and see what a difference that can that can make when we start to you know you talk about spiritual warfare and strongholds breaking that's the ammunition, girls. That's the ammunition. And just 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 step in, lean into it, and try it. So, all right. Well, we want to thank everybody, especially Miss Norman, for joining us today. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, remember to get connected to the community. Have a great rest of your Friday and a weekend, and I'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org women.